the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 263 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. That's right. It's playoff time. Huge win. Big match coming up this weekend. All madness, all good things. It's what we're in this for. Of course, we can't really get this job done without having the whole crew on board. So we actually brought everybody back that we possibly could here. We've got Ben. We've got Tony. We've got Araceli. We've got Bam. And yes, the one and only Tony. So welcome back, everybody, to the show. I know we got some celebrating to do. So I'm just going to throw it out to you guys. Bam, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Trying to stay dry, to say the least. Um, all of the east coast of Australia is getting hit by rain at the moment. It's flooding left, right, and center. A lot of the rivers are overflowing. Towns are getting inundated. Um, for example, the suburb next to me two days ago had 70 mils of rain in two hours. So that's quite a lot of rain. You look into it. So 70 mil in inches is... 2.7 inches of rain. Wild. So a lot of the roads are being blocked off. The storm water's not ho- not dealing with it. So just trying to stay dry. That's the main thing. And that's ultimately it, man. We're just hoping that you're staying safe through all this craziness. And that, again, you're high and dry and uh, family is as well. So uh, definitely keep us posted, man, because that's it's, it is scary stuff. That's for sure. We'll keep you on as long as we can. I know you've had some power issues because of all this madness, so we'll do our best. Uh, I see Tony there. He's already in the Halloween celebration mood. Mask half on. Is that technically a rally mask now that you have it that way? Is that is that what we're talking about here? No, it's um. if you're watching Naruto Kakashi when he's in a, a new uh, part of a special ops, he has his mask and he... There's like a scene where he has it on the side. So I have to paint, I have to paint this for uh, Sunday's game because I'm not going in with it white. So are you actually, you're going to wear it at the game, man. That is cool. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's going to be, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be battling with Fresco for who's got the nicest mask on the day. Mm-hmm. Well, might be jumping in on this one as well. So all good, man. Honestly, everybody, it is going to be, you know, Halloween Eve uh, for the game. So don't be surprised if everybody's got costumes or a lot of people have costumes. It's all good. As long as we honor the uh, blackout or whatever you want, it's all good. You know how it works. Uh, Araceli, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. I have to admit, though, I'm a little disappointed because I was actually supposed to be in L.A. for the big game this weekend. But unfortunately, I had to delay it. There's some a family situation. I won't go further into it. So I guess it's kind of a good news, bad news where I will be in town, but it might not be till January or February at this rate. Oh, man. Well, as soon as we can get you here, the better. I mean, if it is January or February, maybe we'll get you for that Rose Bowl game since, you know, those tickets just dropped. Uh, that would be kind of fun to have you for that. We could actually get you in the stand with us because it's going to be a lot more room. That's for sure. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get you for that. But uh, yeah. Uh, ben, how are you doing? It's been a while since we've seen you. Uh, uh, how are things at the striker right now? 
Hey guys, yeah, I mean things are good. Everything is good so far. I'm happy to be here. I wanted to be on the show just because of the excitement of this matchup coming up, the Western Conference final. I just wanted to celebrate the win against the Galaxy and just look forward to the next round. Without a doubt, I know you've had a you you've had the view. You've been putting in the work, writing some amazing articles. Definitely, if you guys can check it out, support Ben. You see the you see the scoop still coming out from Ben as well. Follow him uh, on Twitter. It's it's worth it. Uh, again, dude, you've been the source for so much information this season, even down to the injuries before the games. We're all thankful for that. Putting in the work that you do, man. It's 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 outstanding. So good on you, you for getting it Thank done. You. Now, yes, it's that moment. Let's talk about some breaking news. There's been some stuff. I know we heard about potential expansion rumors. We'll see what happens there. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, more the more they have near us, the better. That means more world ships for me. I'll be selfish about that. Uh, we'll see how that plays itself out. I think the latest rumor was San Diego, an Egyptian billionaire. Ooh, billionaire. MLS would love that. So sounds kind of interesting. We'll see what happens the market ain't the greatest, I won't lie, uh, for MLS, but you never know. You never know. I'm still pining for Vegas and hoping that that works itself out. Uh, Tony, what else you got for breaking uh, breaking news? Anything else thrown out there right now? Um, just the, how much the tickets were, like, even for pre-sale were stupid expensive. Like, I went in trying to get, like, a sideline, like, like in the middle, 250 for pre-sale. And, like, as Ben was reporting earlier in the day it was like a hundred dollars for a look behind like one of the nets and stuff like that which i have no idea where the 3250 tier are gonna sit i'm still like trying to see where that is going on but we'll let you guys know or you'll find out from your sgs yeah I, I will say this what i can say right and what i know to say um quite simple if you're an lac season ticket holder you got an email already so look out for an update which sounds like your seats pretty much you get the option already to go for this game. So, so stay posted on that 3252 members. I would say if you're in your SGs, um, follow along with it. I'm sure I know for certain there is a, there's, there's going to be de de designated supporter areas. I don't know where it is in the stadium. Honestly, I don't care where it is in the stadium. We know we're going to put on a party anyways and, and, and own that place. Just get on it when you can. Stay stay in communication so you don't lose out on the opportunity. But from what I understood, it's going to be a massive area. So we should be able to get ourselves in there if we're vigilant in the process. Whatever the prices are going to be, you know, it's a cash grab for Carson. They're good at cash grabs. So you expect the prices to be ridiculous. That's just how they operate. Um, even to their own fan base, it's going to be like that. You see nothing special going there. Uh, it's going to cost us money. You know, and it does visiting supporters. You all know about how much it costs to go from town to town lately. Prices always go up when the black and gold is involved. So here we go again. N nothing new. So we'll be there for that. Uh, ben, your plan. I know you're going to be at that game, right? Definitely be there. Yeah. I mean, the prices are actually pretty reasonable from what they're like comparing to what the, the game against the Galaxy in the in the playoffs. So I think if you're going to go, you should grab them now before maybe like say Galaxy signed a, a new big player or something and then then go even higher. Or if LAFC signed a new big player, they might even go higher. So I would suggest to grab them sooner rather than later. Yeah, and, and you know what? There could be a star on our chest. Knock on wood, you never know. Uh, there could be some other things to celebrate. 
could be a new away jersey to show off as well. I think that's in the cards for this year. Uh, but there is definitely a lot going on, a lot of movement. You know the Galaxy aren't done spending money. You know we're not done spending money. We don't know what the roster is going to look like by then. Guarantee if we win this thing, there's going to be some turnover. So they aren't going to play it lazy. So there will be new faces. There will be new demand. It will be a bigger, better game. And I guarantee you Carson is going to keep improving at this point. They know what they have to deal with with us. They have to keep up with us. They're going to keep building their roster to remain competitive. So they'll have some showpiece. Could, could be Suarez. You never know. Um, that was the rumor that it was floating around lately. We'll see. Uh, I just know that I'm not going to miss this one. I think everybody in this in this conversation, if they can be there, they will be there. Um, that is definitely the intent. Uh, it's got to be a negative. I would, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be some primetime game, I would think, since Apple TV is all over this thing. Um, and then that, I think that you guys saw that on Twitter as well about, you know, the hiring of people and the interviews, Ben, you, you were, you were looking at that as well, right? Yeah. I saw on Twitter that they were like looking at potential, I guess, reporters or commentators over like 200 people were interviewed, including a uh, 12 men and, you know, Hercules Gomez. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be more of the same with a few surprises here and there. Let's hope Max got an interview as well. Hopefully. Just saying. Yeah, I'm sure Warren Barton got his, Keith Pierce, you know, all these good guys have been working for us. Mark Rogandino, like I said, I all hope they end up in the right spot and we see them and see the familiar faces again. It all just kind of works itself out just with a new brand. Uh, and, and we keep on moving forward. Definitely the plan there. Uh, outside of that, any other things you guys see for, for breaking news and rumors? Bam, I think you got one. Yeah, um, LAFC's in the kids' of immigrants collabs dropping at 9 a.m. this weekend. That's on excellent. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, those of you that saw the promotions with Pat, our, our, our good friend, Pat, um, he's actually wearing, wearing the gear at the last game. Um, if you happen to see him and I gave him a big hug at the end of the last game. So I definitely saw it. And uh, I plan on sporting that as well. So uh, as, as the son of an immigrant, why would I not do that? So it just makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. So, yes. Uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much what we got for breaking breaking news. I know the awards went out. We got hosed on those, of course. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to even give give time to that. So we can get back into the game. Uh, big win. We'll jump. Yeah, Tony. I was like, there's one breaking news that's not really LAFC like related, but more like MLS like big time related is Joseph Martinez is going to be a free agent from sources. They're saying that Ooh. he is let go from Atlanta and they don't no longer want to move on, move forward with him. And then of course the other rumor, which is always the silly rumors is Cristiano Ronaldo coming to LA, but I don't know which LA, LA. Or Carson LA or Carson. That's why I said bigger. LA. Exactly. So, but the Joseph Martinez one is a bigger hit to the MLS because of, you know, that can shake up having a Joseph Martinez on a team can shake up a team really well, really well and get them into be a contender, even though he hasn't been the greatest player in the last few years. Uh, he's not happy. I, I think that that's pretty much it. And, and if you were watching him a lot this season, it seemed like when he finally got minutes to play, cause that was another fiasco. He was definitely hurrying things. His comfort on the ball just didn't seem to be the same. Like he was just trying to do a little too much, wound a little tight 
um, not comfortable with the guys around him. There's something missing there for him. And I'm not taking a shot at him. I just think his environment is no longer supportive of what he does. And he knows it. And he knows he doesn't have the backing of the club anymore. They're nice enough to build, you know, make toy statues for everybody and market off of him. But he wasn't supported. So you went from getting statues to being told you're not a part of the plans. It's a pretty rough take. I'll throw it to you, Araceli. If we had a shot at this guy, would you make the jump? Mm, I wouldn't, personally. No, I just don't think he would fit well with LAFC's system. Right. I mean, who loses the job, right? Yeah, I don't see him as a starter. It would be Chicho, but do you see do you see him taking the job from Chicho? I'll throw it to you, Tony. No. It it it'd be it like I said, it'd be ch- like Chicho and Joseph play this a similar role. Yes, and they're both like they need like they don't need the ball, but if once they have the ball in their possessions, they know what to do with it. So it's it would it it'd be like having I don't know, it's just too many too many eggs in the basket that don't that just it's the same pieces that we have right now like mendez is supposed to be Ilya's replacement so he so we'd what mm-hmm. we push one of them on the bench which makes no sense yeah it it it, it we're definitely throws a wrench into things i mean we we have we've been willing to throw wrenches into things before so um yeah uh, you never know you never know who's on the move or what our results are going to be this year uh but yeah right now it doesn't look like the fit that's for sure um yeah so that's that's the only other rumor i think we saw that was worth noting and i'm sure in the comments guys definitely throw them out there give your two cents as well and we'll get to you guys in a little bit um but let's get into the the big match you know we got to play the galaxy we did it um a beautiful night in los angeles a packed night a crazy night a a night that involved three thousand uh flags in the 3252 and 60 monster flags just total blackout madness you saw the views if you were there you saw it on tv the intensity of it all definitely the crowd matched the moment and i do give credit to everyone involved on that it was absolutely amazing from all of you the production value definitely was there uh all good on the day getting into the match as well uh lineups not entirely surprising if you know this team now, if you don't know this team and you're from the outside looking in and maybe a talking head, it throws you off when you see old big shots not getting a, a look for this game. But if you've been here all year, you're not surprised by what we saw in the lineup, of course. We had uh, Max and Goal, no shock there. We had the similar back line, right? You had Mario and Segura anchoring things. You had Palacios and you had Hollingshead, the guys that have shown it and been healthy. And they've been walking through. They're there. I know the the question was about Chiellini versus Murillo. In this case, it went with the old tandem. The guys that known each other for longer than everyone else back there got their look. So that is what we saw in the back line. Midfield, the go-to, right? Acosta, Ilie, Sifu, no shock. Up top, same thing. You had Buanga, you had Chicho, and of course, you had Vela. I'm looking at the panel right here, and I'll go go to you, Ben. Was there any surprise to you, any shock to you by this lineup? I mean, the only one was the Chiellini not being in the starting eleven, you know, because well, when when I when I first saw it, I started to think, well, why is is he is he injured? What's the reason why he's not playing? Um, and I started to like look through through like previous games, and I realized that maybe it's because Mario. Had never missed a, 
uh, derby before against the Galaxy. He's played in every single one. So he has a familiarity against these players. Same thing with Segura. You know, he, he knows what it takes to beat the Galaxy. So does Mario. And maybe Chiellini just, I mean, although he's played in one of the biggest games on the international stage, he hasn't, he doesn't really know what um, an, a derby in LA feels like. So that's that's what I, my initial thought, my initial first thought was. But then after the game, Truondolo mentioned how, you know, he's been going through a bit of, maybe a little bit of injury, a little bit of muscle fatigue, um, just not all there fitness-wise. So that's why he didn't, he didn't get to start. Yeah, and 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 it, it seemed to be that was a case. You know, there was mentions of it before the end of the last game of the season uh, that there could be something there. Um, same with Vela. Same with Bale. I think Bale not being listed as available is probably the biggest shock of the day. Shouldn't be, but I guess it is um, that he was he wasn't even giving me a part of the show in this one, which which is rough. But that is what happened. Uh, outside of that, yeah, he went with familiarity. No shock there. Now, looking at Carson's lineup, again, I think they went with what we saw. They said they were going to go with. There was no surprises here either. You had Hernandez, Costa, and Grand Sur. Okay, cool. Uh, Brugman, Delgado, Puig. Or Puj, sorry. There he goes. Um, you had Edwards, Caceres, Kulavali, Araujo, Bond. The exact lineup we've been talking about, they didn't change anything. It was exactly what we were going to expect. Um, I know we were talking early on, even before the game started about Boanga and his moment. Is he due? Is he due? Is he due? Um, it didn't take too long to see that he was due on the day. Um, I'll throw it to you, Tony, about the highlights and controversy of the first half, because it didn't take long to get controversial in this game. And I know Bam's going to have a lot to chew on with this one. So, Tony, fire away, man. Give us our highlights for this one. <laughs> Let's just start off with the controversy. The first in the 12th minute, Pooj decides to gets fouled in the box, supposedly, and rolls. And he gets up arguing with Murillo and he just fake headbutts. So he so if you get most of you guys don't know, Murillo and Pooj both got fined for embellishment on that situation, right? So <laughs> um again, this is gamemanships. You do not don't give your enemy an inch because they'll take a mile. And Puj gave us an inch. Mario used the, t- the tactics that he knows, especially in these big games, and took it, which took Puj out of the game. As a, as a With a yellow card, he can't go as hard as he can anymore. Now he has to watch for the rest of the game of if he goes too hard in one play on the 50-50 and, and ends up on the wrong side, that could be the end of his day and end of Carson for the rest of the game with 10 men. So good on Mario as for this time to play for very gamesmanship, but unfortunately for Puj, he's knocked out. He's, he's not a fact. He, he was somewhat not a factor, but more or less than a factor than he would have been throughout the whole game. Yeah. I mean, it takes the physicality away, but let's be honest here. He should have been sent off the attempt. The ball was dead. There's nothing going on. He embellished that he had a penalty, right? So that's your first yellow card. That's why he's really getting the fine. It's not the headbutt that got him the fine. The fine is the tactic that he he simulated a foul to try to get a penalty. That's where it is. I think that is where the fine really is, right? It's in that same minute. It's in that same moment. So my question is, if that was your moment of fine, right, where you should have been yellow carded because you dove, and now you made contact with a player, you now have two offenses. And one supposed to be a red if you make contact with your head 
because it has nothing to do with the sport at this point. You're trying to assault another player. Simple as that. Laws are simple when it comes to this. You strike a player, you attempt to strike a player. You can be sent off for that. It's that simple. Whatever Mario does afterward, acting like he had a seizure because, you know, Bradley touched him. Oh, yeah, that's the other team. Um, it is what it is. You know, you make contact, you go down. Simple. Why wouldn't you? You'd be stupid if you didn't. He got hit. As slight as it is, the intent is still there, and you should get sent off for that. Bam, I'll throw it to you. Have you ever seen a headbutt get just a yellow card? No. So as some of you saw on our Twitter, I took over during the game because obviously everyone else was a little bit busy being at the game. <laughs> um, I may or may not have dropped a few F-bombs on that and at the time, here the moment and all that. But Puig should not have been on the pitch any longer. You move to make you move your head in a direction to make contact with a player, that's straight off you're gone. You do not do that kind of stuff. That's a dirty act, and you should be suspended. Plain and simple. Red card, you're gone. Doesn't matter if it's the first minute, 97th minute. Does not matter. Any stage you do that action. Like, yes. We he got we got into his face for for the dive. And yeah, so that's part of the game. Like you dove. You're going to get abused for diving, which everyone should be, but you don't get up and make your initial forward motion with your head, plain and simple. That is a red card offense and you should be off. Simple. It, it is so simple. And if the referee is concerned about the entertainment value of the game, then he's now swayed the match. He's no longer an official at this point. Well, well no, no, different... that's... yeah. Not only that, though, entertainment value of match goes out the window. It's head-head contact. Concussion protocols could come into that kind of stuff. The amount of damage you can do with a headbutt is ridiculous. Doesn't matter if it looks light or whatever. A head-to-head contact is out. That's why the NFL is... You can't do helmet-helmet contact. Right. Plain and simple. Right. It's an absolute joke uh, that he was still on the field. Game continues. Uh, Well... Ben, do you do you want to toss into this, or have we kind of buried this guy? Well, I mean, yeah, this this game was Bulanga's game. It was literally the one that broke broke did the Galaxy's defense. I would just say he he was due, like you guys said. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, he 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 was due. He was due. He he did have that goal against Portland to clinch the shield, but. Hadn't scored since then. And yeah, this game, it was his coming out party. He, since the get-go, you know, in his first goal in the in the 23rd minute, that beautiful pass from Vela in the first half was was great to see. And that continued all the way to the second half when he got a... I won't get too far into the second half before. I want to talk about the first half first. But yeah, I think in, in, in the first half, um, Galaxy controlled the early part of the game. And I think um, LAFC absorbed that possession well. Um, they were able to finish the chance that they had with, with Vela and Buanga. And then Galaxy just kind of kept throwing at him. They hit, they hit the post with, uh, with Grand Sierra hit once. Um, and then Grand Sierra ended up scoring the goal in the towards the end of the first half. But yeah, that's, that's how the first half went. Now, 
I kind of mentioned it might have been by design uh, that the club would absorb things. You can't open up a game, right? Unless you allow the other side to open themselves up. And so in this case, it seemed to be the, the better plan to do that, to look more at the counters, get their, get their wing backs moving forward so you can get in behind them and create havoc for them, which Vela did, right? You saw, you saw that Raheem struggled with him. Um, and Araujo, yeah, every time he came up, it was a punishment for coming up. Then we, then we did what we did best. Of course, they got away with murder multiple times. You know, yellow card offenses that weren't given yellow cards or you're ending a counterattack. Last time I checked, that's a pro foul. Um, and so they were kind of getting away with, with getting out of jail by, by playing it physical and taking the foul because the punishment wasn't severe. But by design, using a counterattack to pull them back out was probably the best thing LAFC could have done against this side. I, I'll throw it to you, Ben, again. No shock, right? I mean, it, it did seem like that was what we were willing to do. Seed it and catch him on the counter. Yeah, I think this year what Chuandula has done really well is he's found, he's given this team options and different ways to win. You know, it wasn't like with Bob. It was just possession, possession, possession. You would have all these chances, but they wouldn't go in. Now it's more about creating those, like, quality chances and Buanga I think has been a big part of that you know we didn't really get that with Brian um and now with 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 Bella and Buanga kind of clicking and on on the same page and Chicho being in in the right place at the wrong time I think it's it's you know paid dividends for them yeah without a doubt um and so first half is what it is in terms of what we were doing um in terms of the galaxy and their opportunity um I'm going to throw it to you, Tony, to break down exactly how that went and where our heads are at on that one. What went wrong, Tony? It was just a breakdown of the defense and a bad clearance by Segura at the end of the day. Like he, at, it was headed out, which you should do, but headed out into the middle of the into the middle of the field, which as a defender you're not supposed to do that. Like I know you have to clear it, but the play is you should have like cleared it to the side or anything like that, but heads it heads it right into i think it was cabral or whoever it was i don't give two yeah, yeah. with it yeah, yeah. and ends up putting it back in again like we said it doesn't matter how much pressure we put in if it's this game is always back and forth back and forth and if you it's always flashbacks to like every game i'm like here we go again same things we dominate and we create chances like you, like Ben was saying, because like the first goal was 19 passes before the final pass to set up that one. So, but again, they punished us. We made a dumb mistake and then we got punished for it and we end up going to the half one, one. Yeah. Um, when I look at the play, um, I'll throw it to you, Araceli. Do you think Max has any sort of, of involvement in that situation? Should he have been a bit more aggressive on this play? I feel like he could have been a little bit more aggressive, but judging by how the play went, I, either way, I I don't know if it was completely unavoid, unavoidable, but unfortunately, at the end of the day, the club did make a mistake. So it's kind of deserved on our part in that sense, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it was tough for me to see because he did get kind of frozen back there and the balls popped up and he kind of leaves Segura to it. 
the way that ball is floating, there's no way for Segura to really have an ability to know where people are on the play. It's just bang, bang, um, which is where kind of the keeper you would you would hope would come out on that, at least get something into the play. It didn't happen. It broke. They caught us. Now, the other conversation in this match, in the first half, the other controversy was the Vela versus Edwards challenge and, and tackle and penalty and called back situation. Um, was it or was it not? How do we not have a video review? Ah, that one threw me. I'll go to you, Bam, on this. What you were watching this thing on TV, you had the better view in the moment. What 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 happened there? Uh, it was a foul. It was in the box. He he got hit with the trail leg outside the box, so it wasn't a penalty. Would I have loved a penalty? Yes, but going by what what I saw on the TV, it wasn't a penalty, so it couldn't be given one. There it is. But that's, uh, in that, terms of that's a cards, typical dirty. Dirty snake tackle. That's a typical dirty snake tackle. Is that a yellow card challenge, though? Entry into the box. Yeah. Broken through. Yeah, Wouldn't yeah. I'll only get you something? No. It's... <sighs> to me, think... as much as I love a red, it was it's a yellow because he was... Yeah. Wasn't going towards goal. It was going a, a bit away from the goal at the time. So to me, it is a yellow. Got it. Ben, you're thinking the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, no, he definitely a yellow card for sure. Uh, I mean, initially I thought it was inside the box, but I think the ref just um, leaned on the assistant referee, which had a better view of it, and that's what led him to calling the the free kick outside the box. Wild times, gotta love it. All right, let's get into that second half, Tony. Let's let's go for it. Let's hit some highlights, man. Um, it's like I said, this one was like a back and forth one. It was a nail butter. This is where I believe we used up all our energy for this second half in, in the stands, because I don't think we would have lasted another 30 minutes if it went to that. I a hundred percent agree, but, um, let's just break down the play. It's pretty much. I'm surprised they gave the assist to Apoku because Apoku wasn't really a part of the play because he was in the middle of it, but I guess they gave it to him. Um, <clears throat> it was a nice pass from Hollington on the far right. Passes right into the box. Opoku's right there. He's a little bit slow to the play. Can't catch up to it. But on, but luckily, uh, Buanga's right there at the end to just pat, to just tap it in and put us up to one. What's up? Oh, Poker did touch the ball. He did? He did touch it. Yeah, yeah. He did touch it. Uh-huh. It, it was only a glancy. It was a glancing, but he did touch the ball. It doesn't look like it from like when, from what we saw at in the stands when we were watching it. It doesn't look like he touches the ball at all. He touched the ball 100%. He got it. He got it. I mean, because it was a play to the back post um, and then brought back in again. Uh, well done on the play. Way to punish them for making a mistake, which was a Koulibaly just kind of kind of gave up on the play. It just went, ah, we'll take the corner kick. Right. Yeah. It was a very interesting vibe. Now, I'm sure they thought they were secure enough to handle us on the play, right? At this point, <laughs> take it into overtime and, and uh, outlast us. It didn't work that way. Uh, obvious, obviously, it didn't work that way. Uh, we don't score a lot of corner kicks, but when we do, oh boy. Uh, they're fun. They're definitely a circus. Uh, in this case, again, bringing it far post, bring it back into the middle. 
uh chicho just doing chicho things doesn't have to be pretty just has to be effective right and you get the job done right yeah that that, that being said though with the second goal with opoku touching it i'm surprised it didn't go to var because it did look like he could have been just offside you think it, it's a borderline but i think due to the angles that they had, they couldn't go and review it, so had to go with the call on the field. I think they were saying that, like, I think Opoku... Well, it doesn't look like... I'm re-watching it, it doesn't look like he touches the ball. Like, it looks like he slides and stuff like that, and I think that's where it goes, because I think if he touches the ball, then he could somewhat consider his offsides, like a weird, like, like offsides rule of, like, the whole, like, if he touches it, he keeps them onside or keeps them offsides and stuff like that, so that's, like, the whole thing. Yeah, but with, with all the angles that they're showing of it after the goal, there was no directly side-on angle to judge the offside. So I think that's why they didn't go with the AR. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh, ben, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that that play, if, if you go back and look at it, that second goal, um, I think LAFC just... It was it was one of the first times I, I remember seeing LAFC uh, like really get physical with the Galaxy. You know, usually they get bullied around um, in the midfield, and this time around, you know, you had Cifuentes, you had Acosta, you had Chiki, you know, just fighting for possession. And it was actually Cifuentes who who won the ball away from Araujo, and Araujo was just cut out of position in the midfield. And where that leaves all the space for Buanga to, you know, crash into the box and, and finish that cross from Hollingshead. So I think that was that was very good to see just uh, like a team goal of, of, you know, wanting it more than the Galaxy and just, you know, using that physicality, that, that high intensity that we want from our players to, to you know, result in goals like this. So, yeah, it, it was really good to see. Excellent. excellent. Tony, on to the next moment. Uh, and well, he subs in um, the super sub. Jovacek just pushes us with a dagger of a goal, and it it was a very nice goal. It was a very Vela esque goal because that's like the suitly like we used we're used to seeing that from Vela, and it's just you left him, you gave him space, and Jovacek will punish it. It's like I'm surprised he's not a starter. He's their super sub. They're super sub, sorry, but I'm surprised he's not their starter for this. Yeah, it, it is interesting um, the way he is used, but it is effective for them, right? There's a method to the madness. There definitely is. Uh, I think what's wild is I think that was his first his first touch, and he does that. It's just yeah. crazy. It's that just being wild. said, too, watching mm -hmm. it, the pass wasn't going to him. He intercepted the pass to um hernandez he put his foot in and went no i'm not doing that that's why everyone was that step back they're like okay this is going to hernandez we've got to get back oh no he's been intercept and they couldn't stop it and it was it's the goal that if it happened for your team you love it because it happened against us it absolutely killed us oh yeah it was brilliant goal was brilliant you got to give him full credit for that he does have a way of hurting us he does um, Araceli, I, 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 I'll throw it up to you. Uh, reactions on this one, thoughts about this guy. What is the deal, right? 
Well, I actually just watched the highlight of that goal, and I definitely do agree with the fact that given all that open space, there's no question of how he got that Galazzo, because that was a beautiful goal. I have to admit that right off the back. But in terms of having them use him as a super sub compared to a starter, I can see the reasons why, you know, very similar to us on why we would start Mahala late or um, even Bale, depending on who the opponent is. Right. And it, it is, uh, again, it works for them. It's been, it's got them into the playoffs. Let's be, let's be honest about it um, where they need to be. Right. Got their job done. Um, of course, at this point, I think I was having a heart attack. I definitely felt the weight in my chest and couldn't <laughs> breathe anymore. Um, yeah, singing right. was like, I'll try, but it's just going to sound like wheezing from here on out. Uh, <laughs> and then we just, you know, it, it goes the way it goes. Um, the substitutions I'll say at this point were rather interesting and I think surprising for most, um, Ben, your thoughts on the substitutions before their final big moment. Um, are you talking about the Vela one? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, when I first saw it, I mean, of course I was surprised because I didn't really know what, what was going on. And then, you know, I realized that he was kind of dealing with a little bit of cramping he was in 100%. So, um, you know, in hindsight, it, it was the right move. But, you know, it's it, it takes a lot for a coach to take out, you know, arguably the team's best player in, in the moment that he did. You know, you have the game on the line. Like, you're just 15 minutes away from beating your rivals and moving on to the Western Conference final. And, yeah, it, it was a big decision for Steve Truendolo to, to do that. But, you know, that's – it paid off for for him. Paid off for the team. Paid off for Apoku. And yeah, he was he was a big part of of that second goal and the third goal even because he yeah. he pressed um Kulibaly, um all the way towards the end line and yeah it it just worked out for for the benefit of everybody. Again, we we don't expect something like this to happen. It does happen and then it pays off because you know Dola ways. Uh, it just <laughs> happens again. Uh, that he that he finds it at the right time. And of course, this one was as a necessity. I know Vela doesn't want to come off. He's a warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we got out of that was a second coach. Um, if you guys noticed, those who were in the stadium, Vela didn't just go take a seat, pout, go in the corner. No, he he basically, he couldn't sit down, which was hilarious. He goes to a seat and he just can't do it. And then he moves himself all the way out into the coach's box, basically, and acts as an assistant and just doesn't let up. Like it's constant instruction. I, I found that to be uh, inspiring um, as a fan and as a player. It has to be to see him truly doing what captains do and, and still laying into it, making it happen, uh, making it about everyone else more than himself in that moment. Uh, and I, I give him full credit. It, it was beautiful to see from him and it did definitely help decide. Um that's the stuff we talk about when you're wearing the armband and earning the armband. Those are those moments. And in this playoff game, without a doubt, he showed why he is the captain in this. He took he took lead. It was it was outstanding from him. Um, Araceli, I know it's inspiring for you as well, seeing what happened. Um, so you throw it out there. Um, Apoku's performance after the substitution. I'll give that one to you. What were your thoughts? 
Oh, I thought his uh, performance was very well, especially later on in the match. But I do kind of want to ask you a quick question now that you mm -hmm. mentioned Vela being kind of that assistant coach on the sidelines. Because I know we've seen him done, do that in the past. But do you also see, like, Kellini doing that? Because I know there's been situations where, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, whenever there's a sub or if there's an injury, occasionally you see kind of Kellini go talk to the players and maybe kind of instruct them a bit. He is a, a another coach for us. He really is. Uh, I've never seen a player so aware of players in need on the field of that little extra high five or a little extra moment of just, just laying, laying the seed, right? Like I got to sell him this and you'll see it in the middle of the game is that he's just in the mix or, or provides cover for another player. It could be getting yellow card sooner is in the wrong side of it with the referee, and he goes in there and interjects. He has this timing. It's why he is who he is. He sees it before others do, and he always knows the timing. Um, I will give Keelini credit mm -hmm. for that. I think that's why he got his minutes in this game, is you needed somebody there to, to kind of rally the troops in the moment, on the field, uh, and let them keep their heads pretty much and get through this thing. I, I don't think we are where we are today without those substitutions happening. And having him there is why we are where we are today. Um, talking about the next game, getting into the Austin conversation. It's because of the changes. It's because of the players that we bring in to make changes did it this time in the right ways. It worked. The experience paid off in this game. Um, and again, a deeper bench than the other side. And that, that really was the story. Um, Bam, I can throw that to you. Was the bench the story in this one? I would say so. I'd say the bench coming on there is is a massive story. Having Vela taken off, which at the time I was like, interesting move, but at a, at the end of the day, I think the right move because having him on the bench mm -hmm. as that uh, an other coach on there, having Kalini on the bench as the other coach, they're two of the most well round players in their positions going up, around, and we have them on our team. So them telling these players, hey. You should go here instead of there. It's just a better aspect for us as a whole. Character, without a doubt. All right, so let's get into that big moment, Tony. The, the game changer, the one that prevented us from 30 minutes of torture <laughs> and possible penalties. Fire away, sir. So in the 93rd minute, mind you, being at the game, we don't know what minute it is. We think it'd be the first to, like it's an eternity when you're there because they don't run the clock. Bam, Araceli can are watching it so they know what minute it is. We don't. Off a corner, Acosta doesn't overshoot it. Everyone thinks he overshoots the cross, but he he places it perfectly to Buanga on the far right. Buanga shoots and he has a shot at goal and it just doesn't go there. But who's there? Chicharongo almost misses it. Not going to lie. He almost misses that goal. Like he puts enough power to put it in the back of the net. But if he doesn't place that perfectly with that power, it, it's, it's a miss. And honestly, we all erupted. It's those are the moments that make this derby what it is. Like this is why this game, this derby is the most watched game overall like like afterwards like when me and uh tila were talking about it at denny's 
he, this is a high scoring game, but the intensity, the the showmanship, the, the everything that the fireworks that everything that comes in this game is because of these moments like this. Exactly. I it was euphoria in the stands and uh fresco nearly broke my neck um i'm just gonna put that out there right now i don't know we did this big hug and then somehow i ended up in a headlock and it just yeah i couldn't breathe for a second there and i'm like oh yeah all right all right we're good we're good and at one point i think i lifted him in the air um yeah it was fun um yeah, I, I I think I hit everybody after everybody around me. I think got a high five or a punch or something. And yeah, this is why we do what we do. This is why we sing for ninety minutes, put in the work for late hours, get the paint paint dry and get it going, putting in it all. Uh, this is why. This is why we do what we do. We don't stop. They don't stop. This team is resilient, and it showed yet again. Uh, Ben, from your perspective in this match, I mean, what did what did you see when that thing fell? Like, because you kind of got that elevated view, right? Yeah, my 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 reaction to the goal was this. Like, I just <laughs> I was like, did that just happen? Like, what's going on? Like, because you know, up there we can't really celebrate, but I was just like, oh my god! Inside, I was like screaming and yelling. But yeah. Um, um, if it wasn't going to be Chicho, I don't know if, if you guys saw Hollingshead, it was like right next to him. So, if I mean, imagine if Hollingshead scores that goal, just the attention in, in the media that he gets from being that, that defender that scores so many goals. But yeah, um, just an, an immense, you know, sense of joy. Uh, it was, it was a special moment for sure. Um, to see Chicho go and celebrate with his wife and give her a big kiss after the, after the goal. So, yeah, um, I I didn't really want it to go to overtime just because of like we don't know what to what to expect in these games and and definitely not penalty kicks. So I, I'm just glad <laughs> I'm just glad that um that it happened that way. There it is. There it is. Um, I love it. Uh, Bam, did you want to throw in on this? We want to keep moving forward here. Um, after this game, question for everyone in in the in the chat here. With number 99 being so outstanding in certain games for us, whether it is Dio, Bulwonga, whatever that, how scared would you be to be the next person to wear that 99? How no much pressure. pressure is on you? It's a lot of pressure. But did you also forget that it's he did the same celebration that Dio did too? Yep. So the, the next one, after Bulwonga's unfortunately leaves us at some stage which he will he will but why we've got him we'll keep him for as long as we can the next person with that 99 i think has to go and ask both bawanga and dio permission to wear that 99 have that hierarchy well it's like the seven it's like manchester united seven it's magical you have to you have to honor it and be careful who gets to wear it definitely dp status from here on out i think is, is where we're at now <laughs> There's a history of 99s doing very good things for the city of Los Angeles. I'm just going to throw that out there. 99 is a thing. Um, it should be a thing. That is a standout number, right? You got you to gotta be there. You got to be there. Um, we have someone that's, that's definitely worthy. Uh, he, he definitely has now put himself in DO status for what he's done. Two massive games, two massive results. Saint, Saint, Saint-Denis is Saint-Denis. 
right? There is there is no doubt um, where he is and why we went for this guy. Um, good on him. Good on him. He is definitely a hero, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do this weekend um, against Austin. We'll get into that one in a few minutes. All right, so, of course, other games happening. Let's just switch it on over to the MLS playoffs. What's our brackets? What's going on, Tony? Where are we at now? So, as most of you know, we are against Austin. They pretty much... We beat our bogey team. They beat their bogey team. Now we are playing our other bogey team, a team that we haven't beaten in the regular season. So that is for the Western Conference. While in the Eastern Conference, surprise to no surprise, um, Philly is in. We were. They are dominant. There, there's no, there's no shot that they weren't going to make it to the conference finals. The NY, the NY. FC game that was also a very up in the air because Montreal is a good team, so it was going to be which of those two is going to want it more in a day, and it's NYFC. So as they said, I think I was listening to this is the first time all the top seeds have made it to the conference finals on both sides, and then also there's a opportunity for a very a very big moment that hasn't happened in a long time. And I will not talk about that until the next podcast. Yes. Um, for sure. And I mean, I think y'all know what he's talking about. One, there's no 96ers left, which could affect our uh, song of the day. I'll just throw that out there. Um, but yes, there's only one cup winner left too. So history, uh, could be made here unless NYCFC does something special, really special for them after the sales that they've made. Uh, you could have a new a new champion, which is a good thing, which is a good thing. All right. I'll throw it to you, Bam. What do you got on odds, man? For odds-wise, um, it's fairly interesting. So I'm going to look it up right now because it has been changing quite a bit. I know we we are the favorites. That's definitely for sure. Um, where are we? Where are we? Here we go. Doesn't say while you're talking about that. Can we talk about why we have the twelve o'clock game instead of? The... <laughs> I will explain exactly why we have a twelve o'clock game because obviously we're the twelve o'clock. The later game goes to the Eastern Conference. I know this makes zero sense. Why ABC gets the game? ABC gets the choice of which game they want. It's that simple. Um, they want national TV. They want the best possible game they can get. Obviously, the best possible game they can get. Sorry, Philly, you're not. Uh, is us, right? They want us. We're the, we're the juice, man. We're the one that has apparently Kardashians carving pumpkins in our honor. Um, yeah, it's us. I, it's real. I know the buzz is real. Uh, and so it's us. That's why they want us. We are the story right now. We got to follow through, of course, to to make this happen, but. That is why we got a day game. ABC's time slot is noon. No way around it. That's the time slot they got, and we're the game that they wanted. Do, Can do you, you complain? We're on national TV. Yes, Ben. Do you think it would have been different if it was LAFC Dallas, or it would have been the same choice? I think we're the we're the juice in this league now. I think we're the story. We're the reason why people are watching these games. We have this crazy roster. The world wants to know. You know, we have some players that are capable of an absolute soap opera here. We have an offensive team. It's always going to be exciting. If you were going to place a product and go, this is MLS, 
do you want to say this is MLS and put Philly out there, right? Playing counterattack, more defensive-minded? Or do you want LAFC out there? Who, we don't know what the score is going to be, but we know there's going to be a lot of goals. Right? Yeah. For the American audience, they want showtime. This is showtime. That's why we're here. Yeah, bam. Yeah, so going through the odds at the moment, we're obviously plus 100. Um, New York City's plus 450. Philadelphia Union's plus 225. And Austin aren't really there, to be honest. They're paying $6 Australian, so that's plus 600 or so for you guys. Yeah, which yeah, not a whole lot. No, 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 no one's showing them much love at all. Which is which is weird because realistically they swept us, right? That's mm-hmm. the reality. Um, they they show promise, that's for sure. But I think looking at the heavy hitters that are left, right? You have a defending champion. You have the last two supporter shield. Well, I mean, kind of sort of New England was last year's, but before that, right? Um, you have supporter shield winners. You have guys winning all the awards with Philly. Um, apparently they kind of swept the board in some ways. Uh, and so Austin's the new guys that weren't in the playoffs last year that were picked to be about 12th this year. And they're, they're overdoing it right They're They're, they're overachieving. So yeah. they're the plucky like, dark horse, I guess you could say. Yeah. Like, even, even for our game, they're plus 500 for our game coming up. We're negative 220. So it's pretty much everyone's on us. So we need to keep this going no pressure no pressure at all <laughs> nice nice um all right so we could throw it up to listener comments but i think i'm going to wait a little bit longer to go to listener comments guys still throw them out there because we're definitely going to hit it hard on this but i think that's going to be our halfway point i'm going to throw it to tony next for club and community news before we get into the comments because i'm going to get you guys at the halfway point all right for club and community so we're back to our blackout um la social mixers again so as most of you don't know it's like you can go to all these bar and restaurants and get discounts on meals some of them will be doing giveaways maybe so we'll see again some of them it's up to there so the first one is rock and riley's they'll be doing it right in usc village they'll be doing it from the 27th to the 29th so every day every night before or right up until the the game they'll be doing a blackout social mixer uh and then the for tomorrow tacos way underdogs and distro uh, 14 is also going to be doing a social mixer for the blackout la um i will post those in our social media so you can get the times and dates to go for those and then of course on game day 8 a.m. tailgates. <laughs> Get there early, ladies and gentlemen. Even the fan fest is going to be at 8 a.m. So drink responsibly early morning because I don't know why. Would there's, you... <laughs> there's $5 beers available at 8 a.m. for this thing? Yes, there will be $5 beers <laughs> available at 8 a.m., which is what usually. Usually that's usually that's uh, the drink the the early morning drinking is usually up to the thirty two fifty two tailgates, but LAFC decided since it's such an early game, they're gonna just do fan fest that early. So get there super early to get there for a super early tailgate. 
<laughs> I'm gonna be the dad of the room and go, cool, have fun at the tailgate. I know some of you, some of you crazies are gonna be there at 6 37 a.m. already. Tony's one of them. Getting the tailgate going for the specific supporter groups there. Yeah, they're doing sunrise, sunrise tailgates. Um, that's gonna be hilarious. But for the rest of you guys, hey, go check out the Kaiser tent if you need some sunscreen. Dad moment here. Because, uh, yeah, they're giving that out every time. And it's a day game, so be ready. And I'll tell it to all you guys. It's a day game. Be ready. Hydrate. Do what you got to do. Um, stay safe. Nice. Any other community news, sirs? Or we're going to throw this uh, into the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. Well, besides the, uh, the uh, new collab that's going to be, again, this collab that Pat showed up in our socials and everything like that will be at 9 a.m. HQ. You can only get it at HQ. So if you know someone in L.A., I know RSL is probably going to try to ask if she wants one as well. But it's ask them to do it, Venmo them, because it's only going to be at HQ for this event. And these will sell out quickly. There it is. I, I, I want one. I don't know if I'm going to get one because the timing but i definitely want in on this again family history plays a role here the brand is super cool uh pat putting in the model work that was good too man good on you for pulling that off uh but yeah fully supporting this one that's a brand i can get behind i dig it it's cool all right speaking of cool and having fun with the songs i actually picked one out i didn't even tell the crew about this one but i just thought it was fitting seeing who's no longer in the playoffs um who we eliminated and just talking league history. So that is right. It is the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. Um, I chose 96 tiers. And you're like, 96 tiers. It's an oldie, 96 tiers. So all those since 96 fools who are no longer a part of the store anymore. This song is dedicated to you. Uh, you're like, well, who wrote that? Everybody knows the song. It's Question Mark and the Mysterions. I know, right? You didn't know that. You probably thought it was somebody else. Yes, a garage band from the 60s made this bad boy. Um, if you follow the lyrics, it fits perfectly of now they're going to cry, cry, cry. And they are crying a lot. And it's pretty funny to see. So, yes, uh, congratulations to the class of 1996. Yes, the MLS founding clubs. None of you are left. The new generation is here now. Deal with it. And we move on. Bam's laughing at me right now. Do you want to add something in there, sir? I just looked at the video clip, and that's one weird video clip. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. As weird as it gets. That's for sure. The, the album's called 96 Tears, too, in case you were really looking for it. I'm not going to say you're going to deep cut this album, but the song itself is a perfect fit. It just is. It just is. All right. Now it comes that time. I know I delayed you guys. Waited till half. A little past half, to be real. Uh, but it's time for your reactions. Definitely throw it out there. We want to hear your opinions. We love your opinions. I know, I know. It's all about it, guys. Uh, you're the reason why we do what we do. So let me get these going here. Let's see who was the first. Who was the first today? We're going it way back. That would be Burke Fournier. There we are, man. All love to you, sir. An excellent kickball first baseman, I must admit. Right, Tony? Uh, yeah, having a good time fighting for the Black Army uh, at the kickball tournament this past weekend. I'm still feeling it, guys. I ain't going to lie. Uh, it's Jibbles in the mix as well. Good seeing you, sir. We have Richard Cueva. Excellent having you on as well. Giving greetings to all of us. Steve Ramirez in the mix. 
Daniel on hell says verdes no están listos. There it is. Um, Daniel's giving his congratulations or love to everyone else as well. Hey, we've got it. We've got a cool compliment here. Daniel says, Araceli, your hair looks great. Ben, stoked to have you back. Tony, love, love the mask. Joseph, where's the Deutschland kit? And bam, stay dry. I will say this. I think I'm going to have to now throw into the pot because I haven't been wearing them. But I'm a superstitious kind of fool. And there was no way I was going to be wearing a Germany kit the night before we played Carson. I just can't. I can't put myself to that. Um, and now we're playing Austin. I just feel like I can't do it, man. I, I got to wear my colors. These guys are here. But I'll find a way. I'll find a way to slip these in. Maybe I'll just bring the jersey up for future episodes. But I just I got to wear my colors for this one, man without a doubt so there is that um oh edge yes tell the world 44 dollars prepaid parking apparently it's sold out i'm hearing go check it i'm kind of angry about this and there were rumors that people were buying extra parking to resell that's a special kind of evil i'll just throw that out there i know it's a tough time right now but dude really that's a little too cutthroat for me um there has to be something done about that so thank you, Edge, for mentioning that because it's not cool. Uh, Daniel on Hill says, what about the proposed changes to the playoff format? Would it be good to go back to two-leg format or open it up to eight per conference? I'm going to sigh for a moment, and I'm going to actually give this to Araceli. You've known this league for a while. You've seen the playoff format changes all over the place. What is your take about expanding the playoffs again? Unfortunately, I cannot speak too much on it because I did sign a contract at the beginning of the season, so okay. I am very limited what I agreement. can say. What? Okay. Non-disclosure okay. agreement? Yeah. <laughs> well, that too, but still. <laughs> I, I tried, people. I tried. It's all good. No, I, full full respect for that. Um, the only thing I hey. can say, if any, is that next season will definitely be interesting, especially with the inclusion of MLS Next Pro and how they're adding nearly, I want to say, six teams. So we, it might blend a little or it might alter because one or the other. That's all I'll say there. There it is. So I'll, I'll go to you, Bam, because you've been here forever, just like me, um, seeing, seeing every crazy – Guys, these formats change all the time. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, so, Bam, your take? One, why touch something that doesn't need to be touched? Why why change something that doesn't need to be changed? Two, if you are going to change it, how about we go with knives in the leagues around the world, get rid of playoffs, and play everyone home and away twice? Why would we make sense? Why would we do something like that? You make too much sense, Bam. I like the proposal that I saw from somebody. that said, okay, make MLS an all-year kind of tournament, all-season tournament, just like Open Cup is, right? You can have two comp cup competitions. Of course, the final will be played after the regular season's over, but the playoffs will be settled during season. At, you know, like FA Cup, right? Um, League Cup, right? I mean, you, you see this how it works. I like that because, let's be real, the real champion in most of the world would be the Supporter Shield champion. That's reality. Long term, earned it. Harder to get, but I and then then before the season starts, you can have the community shield, the supporters shield champion versus the MLS, the US Open Cup champion. 
ding, 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 ding. Makes too much sense. At the Rose Bowl on Apple TV. What? Yeah. I'll just, yeah. Um, I'll throw it to you, Tony, as well. What's your take about expanding the playoffs? Well, it doesn't make sense to me. So it's like, so if you win Supporter Shield, then home home field advantage is taken away. So then do we do, so then does it change to, again, I, I need to reread this whole thing over, but then it's like, do we do like Liga MNX, where if you have the higher seeds, then you automatically go into the next round if there's a tie? Because that's what they do over there. Because if you have the higher seeds and most points and you're in a tie, then the team who had a higher placement automatically moves forward. That's the only advantage he gets it because Supporter Shield is supposed to mean something. And now you're taken away from what the meaning is of like home field advantage throughout the whole playoffs because now there's no home field advantage. The only what maybe home field advantage is you get the you get the the second game as home instead of the first game, which still at the end of the day doesn't help them at all. I mean, it's better than the old days where it was a three-game series. Some of y'all remember that those days. Um, or it was two in a mini game. That was the the craziest thing. Is now we're gonna play a mini game. It's the everything, and it's gonna be just after the second game. So you know, if you host leg two. You get the advantage because we're going to play a mini game. Trust me, this league has done bizarre things. They keep doing bizarre things. Here we go again, extending things that don't need to be extended. Um, expect the unexpected, right? It's MLS. Um, ben, did you want to wait in on this thing, or do you like just move on, man? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't like the idea. I, I'm, I'm with Bam. Like, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, I, I like the. The winner go home playoffs. It adds more excitement to the matches, where as opposed to like, let's say there's a two leg match. Maybe in the first leg, one of the teams, you know, gets to relax a little bit and say, "Oh, you know, we'll get them in the next game." But no, like this this one one leg game just makes you put everything into that match, and I think that's what really raises the level in in these games. There has been exactly. an exciting game. Every game's been excited, right? like exactly very and, exciting and if you if you want a home home field advantage game do you well during the regular season win games simple simple yeah I, I i like the the quick playoff it's healthier you're gonna get guys hurt doing this two leg stuff i i think two legs are outdated at this point i really do uh david he says throwing the like button Support David. Support the like button. Make it happen. Uh, Alan Hernandez giving love for the Anbu mask to Tony. Love it. Edge bringing the Joseph conversation. Not this Joseph. The other Joseph. Um, yeah, ego's too big to split the time or compete. One will be really unhappy or one will be sold, right? Uh, 2024 opener from David Day. Us versus the gals at the Coliseum. You never know. You never know. Or SoFi, because seems like there's a lot of love for SoFi. Talking Gold Cup, right? So we'll see. Oh, David Day wants to know, 3252 will be in Dia de los Muertos festivity mode and or Halloween mode. Are we dressing up? A lot of people are going to dress up. I think it's your choice in this case. Um, I do know that an altar 
is in the works. I don't want to give up too much details on that until those who are in charge of that and are putting in a lot of hard work to get that done um, can make their announcements. But there definitely will be one. I'm not sure about release when it's going to happen, but that we'll definitely have something going on for Dia de los Muertos. That, um, that this is more of a Halloween vibe, I'd say, yeah. for this one. If, if you're yeah. going Halloween, try and make sure your costume's a bit black and gold related. Right? At least black. We're black. That's all we're asking. We're black. Uh, Burke with the Saint Denis. Like that episode we did the other day. Yes. We told you he was due. Just going to throw that out there. We said he was due. He was due. Uh, Edge says uh, Pooch touches his forehead right as he headbutts because it hurt him. If it was simulation, again, the simulation's for the dive. That It's not that, you know, you don't give simulation for a headbutt. Um, yeah. <laughs> Kevin wants another starting 11. We'll get that for you against Austin. Definitely going to be talking about chopping broccoli in a little bit here. Um, do we need Gareth Bell's next question? We didn't need him last game. I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, Wolf, what's up, black and gold? He's ready for Sunday. See the fan bam at the tailgate. We want the cup. We want the cup. Good on everybody for chanting that to the players as well. Good on you all for doing that. Danny Onhill giving us some black and gold love. LAFC will just had to remind everybody that Carson is not LA. Yep, they had a long drive home. Just saying. Um, Daniel also says, mentality-wise, I love where the team is at. LAFC teams of years past would have been so focused on a penalty call and no, and back for no red for Pooj. Uh, this team moved on and focused on the game between the lines. Yeah, I mean, you knew they knew they weren't going to get a completely fair setup, right? I mean, you're playing the house team. Um, either you can cry about that or you can just defeat it. And uh, the mindset was right. Q Cardi putting in the work on the flags. Told you he was going to do it, and he did it. Uh, good on you, sir. He says, what's up, guys? Love when Pooch got, got split in half and, and Chicky stood over him. Yeah, it was beautiful things. Beautiful things, that's for sure. Hats off to Chicho hitting Hollingshead for that hockey assist. Uh, I saw he hesitated for a second, but he made the right team play. Yes, for sure. Uh, Jovalich's talent is wasting away in Carson. If any was smart, he would switch to the two-striker setup. <laughs> uh, come on, it's Toronto West. It's how he builds his teams. How it goes. Uh, Wolf has seen, even if, if I hate to admit, Carson had possession, individual goals, but LSC destroyed Carson's Galaxy, uh, Carson Galaxy defense. If we went to OT, Carson had no chance. I, uh, you never know, man. Some random call kind of steals it from you. You never know. I just don't like going there, and I don't like our guys tired either. So I'm happy it was done when it was done. Uh, Don Allen Hell says, I don't expect anyone to believe me, but I actually felt better for us to get the winner after the second equalizer than I did the first. I really believe in this squad. Yeah, I think we do as well, man. Um, yes, Vela was mad as a competitor, but you instantly saw him switch. Um, uh, he gets it, he gets it. Oh, Edge, question Uh, would we have one supporter shield or galaxy without Bowanga? No, I'll throw it. No, straight up. I don't think anybody can disagree with this. Would anybody in the panel like to jump in and say, well, maybe, maybe not. Right, you see, it, it's unanimous. I, I don't think there's any way around it. Buonga is the reason that's why we're paying him the big bucks. Um, I would say this. If that was Rodriguez in that spot, do we get those two goals on the day? Ask yourselves that question. I know what the answer is. Y'all know what the answer is. Game changer, Mr. Buonga. That's for sure. 
Tony? No, there's actual evidence that Rodriguez wouldn't have would have not would have missed that shot because America had an opportunity to move on to the next round and Rodriguez was right there for the game winner and missed the sitter. So there you go. There it is. There it is. Um I'm gonna throw it forward here. I love what you're saying out there, Wolf 99, the intensity. I dig it. Uh Donnie Hill was talking about Philly. Let's move forward, move forward. Oh, thinking about this from Hector Gonzalez. Prior to the 2019 Western Conference Finals, Seattle had never won against LASC, yet they won the game that mattered. Austin might have won two regulation season games, but we know what truly matters. And I bring it to our conversation against Carson, how Carson always find, you know, hits us during the regular season, but when it counts most, we show up. It's our chance now to do that. We're that team now. It's time to take it in the playoffs and move forward. Uh, Dan- Danielle. Carson 96ers. Yeah, they're all about the 96, aren't they? Um, Small's getting Braves, throwing a 3-1 victory. That's what he sees. We'll see what happens. Marvin Chavez, will there be a TIFO this time? Just show up early, Marvin. That's all I can say. Just show up early. Enjoy the day. Happy holiday. We'll say that as well. Um, Again, don't miss. Be there early. Oh, yeah, and the simulation was for Mario because of the fake getting hit in the head, even though he got hit in the ah, Dumb. Once again, league doing dumb things like messing with the playoffs. There goes that. All right, cool, guys. Thank you for the reactions. Keep it up. We'll get you guys one more time before this show closes out. Um, let's get back into it. Let's get into the story. We know what you all want to talk about. That's right, the next big thing, the next big match, and that would be LASC versus Austin FC. We definitely told you we're going to get into it. We are going to get into it right now. All right. So we play Austin on Sunday, noon game, ABC and ESPN three. Okay. Uh, It is on Austin's coming off of two major wins. First one against Salt Lake was sketch. They ended up getting a penalty, uh, you know, winning in penalties, Um, getting the job done. Let's be honest. Goalkeeper doing what he has to do. And they got through Real Salt Lake. In truth, that game probably would have been blown for them if the red card didn't happen for Real Salt Lake, but they still made it through because of home field advantage. They got the job done. Next one, of course, was against Dallas, getting the 2-1 win. Um, Again, it looked like they were going to blow it out. At 2-0, it looked like a third was coming. Somehow it didn't happen. Dallas found their way back in, I think, is the story there. Uh, Bam, looking at run of form, what do you think about Austin? What's your take on these guys? Um. With well, the run of form, I looked at the last two games because obviously playoffs is a different aspect to regular season, like kind of stuff. Um, first game was a was obviously the draw uh, at home against RSL, where they weren't winning on penalties, and then obviously winning against Dallas. Um, for me, they got two quick goals, but then they seemed to take their foot off the the gas for a little bit there. So, I. I was surprised that didn't go to penalties. I was surprised as well. That's for sure. Uh, it does look like an Austin team that could be tired from the struggles they put into these two matches. Uh, could be rather interesting. Of course, the head-to-head doesn't look great for us, does it, Bam? No, it doesn't look that great. Um, 
you know, this year, especially this year alone, we haven't done that great with them. But that being said, playoffs is a different thing. First time playing in the playoffs. So to me, I'm taking it as, as that. We're the experienced side in this matter. Sounds funny as a team that's only five years old, but they're younger than us. So, uh, yes, we have that little bit more of experience. Um, looking at the good, the bad, and the ugly, Tony, what's standing out to you, sir? So the good for them is, of course, Drusy. Like that's one of the one of the contenders that we always have to watch out for. Like again, he's their top goal scorer with twenty one goals, five assists in thirty three matches. And again, this is just off regular season, but he's still performing. He's still a threat that we have to watch. The other good is their assist man, uh, Fuendes. Like fourteen assists. Sorry, Fuendes, fourteen assists. And most of them are two Drusies. So it's again that, and then the bad, and this is the bad for us, is set pieces. We have to watch our set pieces. These are going to kill us. We've been talking to, like before we started the playoffs. This is the thing that we have to watch. Yes, did we get a miraculous goal from Chicho in a set piece that we won? Yes, but the dead ball off with with Austin is going to be dangerous. So we have to make sure we lock those in in during practice and also during the game we may have to make sure we're in communications at all times yes and and if we look at our past history against them mistakes right turnovers sloppy stuff that's the ugly right definitely the ugly um i will say this about fagundes 14 assists but he also has six goals dude is dangerous all over um what a year he's having uh, we can't discount, discount Ring as well, right? He's got five assists this year, 33 matches played. He controlled things in the middle. It's going to be an absolute battle in the middle. So that's the, that's the stuff you got to look at. In terms of where they rank this year, they're an offensive juggernaut, just like we are. They had the most assists in the league. They're tied for second in gold scored. Yeah, showtime, right? Fourth in goal differential, but they concede. Uh, tied for 12th in the league uh, for 52 goals. Uh, conceded so you can see a team that that definitely will concede right which we're designed to go after teams like this if we do our jobs so there is that for the good the bad and the ugly um i'll throw it to uh you bam your thoughts as well on the good bad and the ugly yeah i, I agree with everything there um I do have a little personal good, bad, and ugly um, for this game, which is all the same person. It looks like one of my friends from Australia will be out there for the game. He's a good bloke, he's a bad bloke, and he's an ugly bloke, as that saying that being said. Um, he he is an Austin fan. He he's went to the last couple of Austin games because he's been in Austin for that. So I'm missing him if he's definitely going out, but he might be out there for the game. So that's my personal awesome. good and bad and ugly. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm really. figuring Austin fans are going to be in kind of a party mood, not a conflict kind of mood. Um, different vibe for this one, that's for sure. Yes, on the field, we got the battle, but I think you can kind of count on it with their supporters. You're going to be a friendly bunch. Just get ready for it. They were super friendly last time we saw them. They, they were good, good people. Um, and so that should be fun. Um, do you know who the rest going to be for this one, Bam? Yeah, so the ref for this game is uh, Armando Villarreal. Um, we've he's done twenty three games this season, seven point three nine or seventy three point nine percent home wins, thirteen percent away wins, thirteen percent draws. 
Um, 0.09 reds. He's only given two reds so far this year. And 3.83 yellows. For LAFC, he has done four games this year. One of them being the 2-1 home loss to Austin. But we also had the 3-0 Colorado away um, home win. The 3-1 SKC win and the 3-2 home win to Carson. Also going through it as well. Um, he's given us two penalties throughout the 12 games that we've had him for. One of the penalties was back in um, the Colorado game, the 3-0 Colorado game. And there was also a penalty in 2019 in the 2-2 away game to New York City. Interesting. So he does let us play. He's been with us in pressure matches, both for the good and the bad. But the fact that he had us for the Galaxy and he had us for Austin already tells me he already knows what to expect coming into this, and he's going to yeah. let us play. I, I think that would be the takeaway, right, Bam? He's not, yeah, not constantly going whistle. It's going to be some flow. Yeah, definitely. Like, overall, in all of his 192 MLS games, he's averaging 23 fouls per game. 3.38 reds, uh, yellow, sorry, and 0.16 reds. He's given 31 reds in 192 games. He lets it wow. lets it go, lets it fly and all that. He's never given us a red out of the 12 games we've had him. He's never given us a red. We've never gotten a second yellow to go to a red. He's given us a few yellows, which is understandable. You can understand that. But at the same time, though, he's only ever done two Austin games, which was the 2-1 away win to us and the and a 1-1 draw with Dallas away. Interesting. So he's seen them away. He knows what they approach with, which we'll now yeah. talk about that and the approach. And I'll definitely get Ben in on the mix with me on this one here. Um, I decided to look at past games. Usually I go back, what, three or four games. Common move for me. I think this time it was better to look at what they did against us the last two times we played. And, of course, look at their playoff games. Everything else doesn't really matter. It doesn't. It, this is where they're at. They're in the playoffs. Looking at the match against Dallas and their win they got there, of course, I told you it could have got ugly, but didn't. They played a 4-2-3-1. Uh, Stuver was in net. He'll be in net again. They had Cascante, Gabrielson on the back line, Gallagher on the left, Lima on the right. Ring and Pereira were holding it down in the midfield uh, with Drusi controlling the middle. Uh, Finley out on the right, Fagundes out on the left right outside mids and Jite up top rather interesting, but that is what they went with subs eventually coming into this. They had Felipe come in. They had Oruti come in uh, for Jite. Um, Owen Wolf coach's kid. Um, and then Emiliano Rigoni came in for Finley. Again, the changes look more offensive minded than anything else, but that is what they did. Looking down the line, their two, one win against let's see, actually, now they went against uh, Salt Lake. I think I'm looking at it again here. Um, not a lot of different changes. Ben, you're looking at this lineup. The last two matches, not much different, right? No. Uh, I don't expect any major changes from the lineups to what um, Wolf has been putting out. Like, like, you, like you mentioned, it's going to be the same back four with the two uh, defensive mids, the, the three attacking mids, and, and the one forward up top. I, I do, only My only doubt would be is if he's going to put Urruti or Jite up at, up at center forward. That would be my, my only um, 
question mark for them. And then I don't know if Rigoni is ready to start their their newest DP. Um, if not, it'll be it'll be Finlay. Um, but if Rigoni is somehow figured it out, um, he may be able to get the start. But I don't expect that. It's a pretty darn good substitution to have, though. Right. I, I mean, you have you have that ace in the hole. Oh boy, um, really tough for us. Now, when we did play them, they did start a Rudy up top. I think that's not a necessity for that game. Um, otherwise, you look at the, the the system. Look at who's it. It's the same guys. You know, even all the way back when they beat us four to one, the difference was us, of course, and what we fielded. And we'll get into that, but. Basically, we did play our 4-3-3. They stick with a 4-2-3-1. In that game, the weird situation we had, which isn't weird now, is their back line was Palacio, Segura, Mario, Hollingshead. Blessing was in the mid for that one. Bale started with Vela up top with Arango, and we all know how that played itself out, right? Um, could we say, is it about Austin or is it about us? I'll make the hard decision and say it was us. You know, we made mistakes. We didn't think it would be that way. Pressure wasn't given or it was given, and they were able to pick us apart. It settled after we made the necessary changes. Real talk. Now those changes are probably going to be starting against these guys. And so, of course, that changes the day. Go farther back to the loss at home. Um, the 2-1 to one defeat. Their lineup, let's see, they had Stuber, Gabrielson, Cascante, uh, Kolmanich was in the game. Uh, Lima was in the game. And a little different. Uh, Drusi. Valencia, Ring, and Arute, and Fagundes. So it was a very different lineup. And even Wolf started that game. And Gabrielson scored. So that was a much different lineup. But I think, again, that even looks like ancient history compared to the lineup that they're bringing up now and the way they approach it now. Um, look to the 4-1. I would if I was them. I don't think there's anything around that. I'll throw it to you, Bam. Thoughts on the lineup for them? Do you think it's going to be a big change or it's exactly? Well, again, who do you think could be there? Uh, for me, I think they're going to come out with the same team from Dallas, be that same lineup. Um, like you had Rigoni coming on for them in the 61st minute. Um, so for me, it's just, I think that's just a better lineup for them. You remember too, that 4 1, again, we had, we were missing Ilya that game too. Ilya yeah. was was out. So having Ilya in, I think, is going to be a massive difference for us. The bring versus Ilya. I mean, that, that's the that's the battle. Um, I'll take Ilya. Realistically, the way we play, it just fits us best. You know, we do well when he's in the lineup. Um, he's healthy. He's hungry. He's ready. Partying in his car on the way out the last game. I love that as well. Uh, yeah, it's good things. Um, I'll throw up concerns. So, Tony, coming into this match, what is your big concern for our side? Just overall our defense, like we do have a strong defense, just the mistakes back there. You know what I mean? It co- it almost costed us the game against Carson with like just these little like gaps in between players or not the wrong clearances or not be- or overly aggressiveness. So that's my only concern is just is our defenses. Are we going to which defense are we going to see? Are we going to see the ones that we've been seeing for most of the year, which we've been very locked down, not that many shots, or are we going to see the ones that make mistakes in the back? There we go. Um, Araceli, thoughts on the match? What do you think has to happen for us to make it a different story? I think kind of my overall thoughts is like looking at the last two games. 
um, faced Austin twice, lost both times. And I don't know if you want to include it with the good and the bad, but I think the good, if you want to consider it one, is that the last time that we faced Austin, we didn't have Kalini. We didn't have Bowanga. We didn't have Teo. So we might see a different match when it comes to them. But otherwise, um, even with our new key pieces, we're still known for making these sloppy mistakes, as Tony pointed out. So, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, really, anything can happen. That's the hard look. Now, I know last game, Chiellini did come in, and that's when it, we settled out because Mario just was not having it that day. Um, I'm going to say that's the guy for me. If Mario can keep his head for this one, if he is starting in this match um, and, and steady up, because he was a little shaky against Carson, too, early on, and then he settled into his ways. If we get him on the right side of things, calm, collected, making those hard, crazy passes that he can do, you know, the incisions, um, we're in a good place. If he comes in choppy for this game, we have a different story to talk about. Um, the other, of course, situation is pressuring on the ball, um, pressuring their back line, not giving them time to kill us with passes, which we failed to do last game. But now with Boanga and Chicho, Chicho very um, dedicated to that, you could say. And even Vela getting stuck in, that has to be the story, right? We got to throw the intensity into that. Um, Bam, your thoughts on this thing? What's going to be the big difference maker for you? Or why are we going to do something different this time? I think the biggest thing for us is we're going to learn from those last two games against them. We've learned a lot. We're a different team. And that's what's going to make the biggest difference for us. I I think we might have to start off with some shakiness out there to begin with, but that's what we tend to do every game. Just that first 10 minutes will be the big telling thing. If we can keep it calm in the first 10 minutes, I think we're going to come away with a nice win. There it is. Now, in terms of ability, availability, both sides pretty much have their full measure for this, don't they? They do, they do. Like that. Uh, for them, they're still missing um, Clearman, but he's been out for a long time. So for that, shouldn't be too much. For us, you know, battle was questionable last game. As someone mentioned in the in the chat, do we really need him out there though? That's the thing. Like, keep him rested for the World Cup. I won't say no to that. Are you talking about icing him for the World Cup? Is that what you're talking about? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're not icing him, guys. Sorry, Wales. It's not happening. It's, it's health. It's health. Um, yeah. I mean, again, he's that luxury piece. You don't need him until you need him. Um, it's kind of fun to have that option. I feel a lot better with a poker coming off, though. Right? Coming off the bench and doing what he does. Uh, for sure. Now, that also brings us to starting lineups. And I'll throw it out to you guys. Tony, what's your back line? Go for it, man. Um, Hollingshead, Segura, Chiellini, and Palacios. So you think Chiellini is going to move off uh, Mario for this one? Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Araceli, your thoughts on the back line? Um, same as Tony, Hollingshead, Chiellini, Segura, and Palacios. We need Chiellini and his experience back there, especially when you pair him with Segura. It's been stable. I'll throw it to you, Ben, because I think you're going to give us a different answer here. Go for it, man. 
Yeah, I, I'm sticking with Barrio in this one. I, I think, you know, he, like you mentioned, although he did, he was off to a choppy start against the Galaxy. He kind of did settle in in the second half. And I think we're going to see that transfer over to this game. I think, you know, they've had time to prepare. I think the, the players are focused. I know Chiellini's experience is, is huge, but, you know, he he hasn't played in, I don't know how long. It's, it's been it's been a quite, a quite a while with the layoff. And, you know, that could that could play a factor. I, I do see him playing maybe 20, 30 minutes in the second half if needed, maybe in overtime if it gets that far. But I, I would save Chiellini for those moments. And, you know, when in case we need to, you know, hold off a one-goal lead or a two-goal lead, you know, that's when we when we when we really need that experience from him. But starting lineup, I would say um Segura and Murillo with Hollingshead and Palacios um on the wings. I'm kind of in Ben's camp here. I think it's gonna be the Murillo. Why? Cause Dolo has a way of putting guys in that had rough moments and he gives them that second shot, like, all right, redeem it. Let's make it happen. And they do, they tend to work out. Um, so I have a funny feeling he's going in there to go redeem himself and, and, and get his right. Maybe do something special in this game. Um, cause it's revenge time. So I see that I look at the midfield, uh, bam. I mean, do we even have to debate this? I think the whole consensus would be the same, right? Who's your three. Sifu, Ilya, Acosta. That's the midfield there. And just, just bring back to the, to the defense part. You gotta remember having really out there means that Kalini can be warming up behind the goals yelling instructions yes and he does he does it's a beautiful thing uh good on you bam for that one i'm not going to debate midfield i think we all know what it's going to be uh top line again not hard to debate here i'll just throw out the names because y'all know it's going to be chicho up top on the right vela on the left buanga if it's anything other than that I'm thrown, man. I don't get it. I don't know. Don't know anything about this game if it's not that lineup. I that's how confident I feel about it. If it happens different, it has to be an injury, and that's the only reason. Uh, anybody else want to add that, or pretty much know it, right? Not of the head, not of the head. They're nodding their heads. So, yes, that is where the lineup looks. That's how it feels. That's how it's going to be. Um, do I think? And I'll, I'll throw approach to game. Do I think they're going to seed possession in this one like they did against the Galaxy and look for the counter or go right at them? I got to be honest, the way this team is built, the way they come at us, I think it's going to be a good back and forth, but we're going to want to dictate this one. This is one that I think we're built to dictate. Um, I'll throw this one over to you, Ben. Uh, ben um, approach, do you think they're going to take this one tentative or they're going to go right at these guys and try to bloody their nose pretty quick? I think they're going to go right at him from the start. Um, you know, it, it's win or go home. There, there's no tomorrow. Like in the regular season, you know, it, you could tie or, you know, you could do better in the next game. But there, there's no next game here. It's it's now or, or never. Um, Austin, you cannot let them get into a rhythm because they, they're they known for, you know, getting back in games. They I think they won like they're, they're really good at coming back in games. I think they won like two or three games this season where they've come down from, from two goals. So I think if, if LAFC get a goal, they, they can't stop there. They got to go for that second, for that third goal. So I think it's going to be more about keeping possession, but not, not just for the sake of it, you know, keeping smart possession, you know, keeping possession in their half, not just, you know, playing it in their own half, um, because, you know, Austin's going to pressure you and you can't make mistakes in the back line. You can't get, 
get caught off guard um, in transition. So, yeah, just to answer your question, I think LAFC is going to go right at them from the start, and then they're not going to take the, their foot off the gas pedal. Not at all. I'm with you on that. Bam, approach from you. Um, We're going to run at them. We're going to keep pushing at them. We're going to take the fight to them. That's what we have to do. There it is. There it is. Araceli? Um, I agree. You know, just got to right out the gate. Just keep attacking, trying to keep possession, and hopefully hold off Austin as long as they can because, as you know, Ben pointed out, once Austin gets into that rhythm and they're on the attacking, it's I don't want to say it's nearly impossible to get on the counterattack, but we saw what they did to Dallas. Let's put it that way. They can't be comfortable on the ball. You can't let them be comfortable, especially that back line. You can't give them time. You can't do it. Uh, Tony, final thoughts from you on this match before we move on to the comments and wrap this bad boy up. Just go at them. That's it. At the end of the day, it's do or die. That's it. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So let's get some uh, reactions from you guys again. Looks like I got about six comments here. So let me see what you guys got for us. Boom, boom, boom. Um, hmm. David Day, can we take our own flags, flagpoles? There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of them out there. Um, flagpoles tend to be a different story. Um, but yeah, flags are flags, man. There's a lot of culture in this section, so don't be surprised if you're fine with that. Um, Marvin's also seen Chiellini for Segura. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I, I know Chiellini's had more minutes with Mario than Segura, so I think that's that's probably where Marvin's at on this one. Um, it's worked in the past, so yeah, I get you, man, for sure. Ox is ready to go. Love it, man. Good stuff. Uh, get off my lawn. Uh, he's throwing up the Galaxy Rose Bowl 2023. Anyone else going? Tickets on sale tomorrow night. I'm going. Tony's going. Bam, if you could fly here, would definitely be going. Uh, Ben's shaking his head. He's going. Araceli, if she can get here, I know she's going. I, you know, if you're not going to this, I feel sad for you. Um, if I'm not going, I'm going to be crying. Uh, this one is our chance to really show our numbers. It's posturing. Yes. Uh, but we can, um, and when we definitely should go out and force for this one. So if you can, please do. Oh, I like this. Danny on Hill says, I think Chicho said it best in, in his hype video dropped on LFC Twitter. This will come down to minimizing the margin of error. Get it done, right? Simple. It's playoffs. Keep it simple. Do the job. Don't have to get too complicated with this thing. Just get the job done. Um, Angel says, don't really care what the back line is. I trust Dolo to make the right selection. He's been flying. Hey, Jose Bernal's in the mix. Love it, man. You caught us. Good stuff. Um, and he's looking for the blackout of the Rose Bowl as well. We're all looking for that. I'm looking for the blackout of the bank this weekend. I'm counting on all you guys to get the job done and do it. Black this bad boy out, just like we did last time. Get the flags up. Flagpoles are there. A few didn't survive, but most did, so let's keep going. Get crazy. Get nuts. Get there early so we can get things working proper and, and uh, get that darn win and enjoy the rest of our days and get ready for MLS Cup Final. That is our goal. That is our dream. That's why we're here. Love it, man. Good stuff, Jose. All right. That brings us to, yes, that moment. I know we went a little long today. I think it was totally worth it knowing who we played. So 
first and foremost, thank you all you guys uh, for coming in once again. I'm going to throw it to my team now, give them their final comments of the day. And I will start with Ben. Final comments, sir. Yeah, I just, it was a blast being on again. Really happy to talk with you guys. Thank you for the hospitality as always. Yeah, just looking forward to, to this match on Sunday. Um, can't wait. Uh, I wish it was a night game, but, you know, what, what can you do? I just hope that, you know, LAFC can get to their first MLS Cup final and, you know, not repeat what happened in 2019. So I think they have the experience. They have the depth to, to do it. And you just got to execute and finish your chances. And hopefully we'll, we'll have another podcast next week, um, a happy podcast. Hoping and praying, hoping and praying, knocking on all the wood I can find. Love it, Ben. Love it, Ben. I'm going to throw it to you, Araceli. Final comments? Like I mentioned at the top of the show, I really wish I could be out there with you guys. But unfortunately, going to have to wait a little longer for me to go back out there. Other than that, just kind of more of the same what I've been saying all season. It's going to be an early match. It looks like it's going to be 75 degrees, I think they said it's going to be. So definitely hydrate, hydrate. Drink all the water you can. I know that early morning uh, screwdriver is tempting, but don't forget to drink some water here and there. Don't look at me like that, Tony. I know. <laughs> but regardless, just stay safe and just please don't do anything stupid. Keep your heads, people. Listen to her, Sally. Uh, bam, you have the floor, sir. Um, be a nice 6 a.m. kickoff for me over here. So wait. So for the, those who are going to the game, just remember, as Arisa said, drink responsibly. For those that like me that are going to have a punt on the game, gamble responsibly. Um, it is, a, a, in theory, a long weekend because everyone in Australia takes, or everyone in my state takes Monday off because Tuesday is a public holiday for the Melbourne Cup. Um, yeah, we have a public holiday for a horse race. Go figure. Um, <laughs> for those that are going to the game, just remember, look after each other, have fun, enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of games on that morning. That involves former LAFC players. You got Fenerbahce uh, two hours before. You got um, Villarreal B kicking off an hour after us. So, you know, I'll be all over those games as well, let you know what happens with those with our past players and current players currently playing away from us too. But for everyone out there, just have fun. Look after each other. Stay hydrated. Enjoy the game. Love it. Thank you, Bam. Of course, Bam, stay safe this weekend, man. You stay really that weather looks rough out there. So we're hoping you keep keep internet. We get you get you safe and uh stay dry, man, for sure. Uh Tony, you have the floor, my friend. Um, just to piggyback on everybody, what they're saying, drink responsibly. Responsibly there. I can't even speak today now. He's already right. losing it, guys. I know. <laughs> drink responsibly. Um I did see some people who overdid it during the tailgate. So this is why I am emphasizing what everyone's been saying because you can't chant if you don't know what you're doing. So be your, and it's be safe out there because the rails are unforgiving. Also, again, just call your friends, check up on them, make sure they're okay. Like we always say, you never know what they're going through. And then the last thing is, 
I know it's going to be uh, 75 degrees and it's going to be a nice warm day, but it's going to be a cold morning. So again, dress accordingly. Make sure you have a sweater in the morning to make sure you're 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 warm and okay. And then afterwards, you can you know take some layers off as I did and got myself sick because of it a little bit. So <laughs> so yeah. And there, there it is. Thank you, Tony. Heed the advice, people. Be safe. Get hydrated. We need your best performance, just like we need the club's best performance ever. This is rarefied air. This is as far as we've gone in our history, and we want to go farther. So they need your support, your full support for the entire 90. Not getting sick, not losing it, not missing the whole darn thing because you just had too much fun at the tailgate. So be right, be ready, be loud, be noisy, and, of course, wear your black. Uh, to the crew, thank you guys once again for an amazing episode. These guys rock. Thank you to everybody for their comments today that, that are tuning in, staying late, doing what you do best, supporting your black and gold. Uh, to the rest of you, of course, I'll see you all this weekend. Looks like it's going to be an early setup, right, Tony? Um, and I did want to give a congratulations to the Black Army 1850 for winning the kickball tournament yet again. Back to backs, baby. There it is. Winning all over the place. Uh, good on them. Good on good on uh, everybody got that set up. It was a it was a beautiful thing. Um, and to the rest of the um, competitors, guys did good. You did good. You look good. You looked the part. And thirty two fifty two once again look very unified and amazing and ready for this weekend. So, congrats to all you guys. Everyone else doing their setup. Thank you for volunteering, working on tifos, working on flags. You're the engine. Keep it up. We love all you for it. And on that note, I'm going to throw it to everyone else. Final word to Ben. Stay golden. Araceli. Stay golden. Pam. Stay golden. Tony. Stay golden, Los Angeles. And from me to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. for listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over